Now, welcome to the show that needs no introduction because we have absolutely no agenda. Coming to you from the United Kingdom in the Curry Manor, I'm Adam Curry. And I'm John C. Dvorak from actually sunny and warm California. Oh, nice to hear. Nice to hear. So we, we just hit record. I probably should have started two minutes ago as usual because Patricia came upstairs the minute I hit record and then I stopped it like a fucking fool. Um, because there's a, I was reading the Financial Times and they were like, there's two stories on one page that I thought was just funny. And, uh, and I wanted to read them to you. And I was looking for it. And, she, and of course, Patricia had already taken the paper and the cat was pooping on it. But, uh, and I said, yeah, don't worry about it. And so I, I said, I'll, I'll remember what I was going to talk about. But then, you Hey, know. wait a minute. You know, it's, no, don't, doesn't the cat normally poop on the, on, on, on the, on the Times of London as opposed to the Financial <laughs> the Times? The Daily Times Mail. No, no, the Daily Mail. Daily Mail. That's yeah. I love the Financial, the Financial Times weekend is, is, I look forward to that. It's a real, and maybe, am I, Am I just an old-fashioned guy that I look forward to that? It's almost old like the, school. It's one. Of the, it's really an outstanding paper. I like it. Mm, I agree. You want me to just tell you these two stories that were on the same page that I thought was interesting? Yeah, sure. Okay. So the um, the first one is, and and I don't know if you've been following this, but uh, Gordon Brown has basically uh, gone over to China. Gordon Brown being the Prime Minister of uh, the United Kingdom. And he's basically said, hey, all these sovereign wealth funds you guys have set up, you know, why don't you uh, start investing that over here and we'll open up all kinds of trade uh, routes and everything can, uh, can be copacetic. And oh, by the way, we have Northern Rock. We wouldn't mind if you maybe uh, bought some bonds that were, uh, you know, turning that into. So uh, and then we'll let you uh, sell products here. And, and essentially he's saying the UK in return for. Uh, all this money and Chinese products that'll be coming in, the UK will reciprocate with. Uh, it was kind of it was interesting the way the Financial Times wrote it, uh, with lo- Britain's luxury goods like the Rolls Royce, financial services, and the English language. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the chi- the Chinese money is flowing in now, saving uh, you know saving the city, the financial uh, city. And on the same page, there's this new tax law they want to implement. And I don't know if you care anything about tax law, but this is a very, there's two things that are very interesting. Uh, One is that if you are like me, if you're, if you live here and uh, at least partially work here, but you have um, income from overseas, uh, you, uh, you'll have to pay 30,000 pounds annually to be taxed only on what you bring into the UK or be taxed worldwide. And, you know, and, and between tax system, there's always credit. So, you know, if you pay taxes in one country, then you get a credit and you don't have to pay the tax on the same money in the country where you may be living or where the money was made. But there's one specific citizenship that is a little different when it comes to capital gains, and that's uh, American citizenship. Uh, you are taxable on your capital capital gains no matter where in the world it took place, and you have to report it, and you have to pay your taxes over it. Um, but now the UK is going to do the same thing uh, for uh, capital gains of people who are living in the UK. So if, uh, let's say, I sold some stock in the US, or if I sold a company in the US and I made money on it, I would pay presumably 18 or 19 percent in the u.s and another 18 or 19 percent if i ever wanted to use any piece of that money in the uk so the message that i just read on this financial times was americans fuck off chinese come on in boys that's really what it looked like that's what it was it is it's 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 messed up and yeah i'll probably have to leave well you know if i were you you're an artist you can go to ireland What's the benefit of Ireland? Well, they have some deal there. If you're an artist or a writer or something to do with the arts, you can get Irish citizenship uh, in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. I think it's still valid. It could be wrong. I mean, it could have ended, but I know it existed for a long time, and the Irish are bitching about it. Uh, you can get Irish citizenship, and then no income tax. They just say, no, you don't have to pay any taxes. I kind of like that. So, it, so you know, this I'm an artist, right? Doing this is artistry? You're an artist. Yeah, cool. You're a recording artist. You're a, uh, a performance artist. <laughs> International performance artist. Surely you've Your heard hair. of me. Adam. Adam Karim Mystique. 
And I think the hair would just get you, you'd be grandfathered in. I'd love to go to Australia, but in Australia, you have to have, uh, I think you have to, you know, you have to be like a rocket scientist. Otherwise, it's too far. You <laughs> well, it's, you know, the, what is too far, man? For what? It's too far. Yeah, but I, I, I wouldn't mind moving away from everybody. Why don't you move to Perth? That's far. <laughs> it is beautiful there. I, That's I, what I'm told, but nobody's ever going to, I'm never going to know. Oh, I've been to Perth. You have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a documentary wow. uh, of, uh, we went from, uh, arrived in S- Sydney, but really the documentary started in Melbourne and then went clear across um, the country, including uh, the uh, the South Pacific line, which is the... That includes the longest piece of completely straight railroad anywhere in the world through the oh right the right, desert right that's been uh, yeah the the desert that's been nuked where they used to do the nuclear testing uh, and it's like a twenty four hour train ride and that goes all the way to Perth and that train ride let me tell you John is not fucking worth it I wouldn't think so twenty four <laughs> hours on a train in the middle of nowhere it may not be that great yeah it was kind of an old fashioned Orient Express type of vibe but nah that was no good now I, I had some fun man. I, I stayed in the outback for like three or four days um it's a, it was a pretty crazy time very interesting i like the country a lot i i would not mind uh living there actually so we got some fan mail well i don't know about that but we got some fan well you know I, you know we can still skype the show we got some <laughs> fan mail by the way over the last week or two and one came in from sean kendall who was complimenting us for our uh, stream of consciousness style of podcast which he thought was compelling listening mm. i suppose mm. and i realized that because I, w- I pulled out a notebook because over the weeks we keep trying to talk about stuff that we write down and <laughs> then we never, never talk happens. about no of course not but so i found a notebook with my notes and i realized that we're not we're not we're not stream of consciousness at all we're just completely disorganized yeah. <laughs> and there's a and <laughs> exactly it's interesting to think that you could pass it off as stream of consciousness when in fact you're just all screwed up now that said I found a notebook with some of these notes in it, and I realize now that the problem that I have, and the reason I'm not as rich as you and some other people, is because, and I, you know, you can blame it from on disorganization, you can blame it on all kinds of different things, laziness, sloth, and I think I work pretty hard, but then I realize what it really is. The whole thing boils down to one thing. It's very simple. Penmanship. Oh, uh, you can't read your Black own handwriting. I can't read these notes. So let me. So I pulled some of these notes down that I think would be interesting to try to decipher. Yeah. Well, let me just say I can't read my own handwriting either. Well. Uh, and I'm. You know what I've been using? I've been using a Google Notebook. It has a mobile version, and so no matter what device I'm on, whether it's uh, the N800 or if it's my cell phone or in front of the computer, you know, the the mobile notebook is just like I pull it out, boom, click, I type in whatever I want to type in. It, it's it's gotten pretty quick. Well, I should do that. You should. Because these, these notes, but there's still, even so, I even because I, I used to take notes on the computer, and there's still a couple of issues I have. One is that uh, I have a tendency to write down phone numbers, and that, but and I, oh, I say to myself, put the guy's name down, put the guy's name down, because you're never going <laughs> to uh, remember. No, I'll remember. I'll remember by the way I wrote the eight who, who it was. I'll remember, and you do remember for about 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And then you see this phone number later. You go, whose number is this? And you can't call the person saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm just a big, you know, it's a dentist. I'm, I'm John C. Dvorak. Surely you've heard of me. Hi. And, and the, the, the other problem I have, which is really probably more annoying and more dangerous, at least for me as a writer, is I write down kind of thoughts and sometimes observations. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And sometimes quotes or, or phrases I want to use because I think this is pretty funny. Unfortunately, I also write down notes of somebody else saying something. Ah, and then you attribute those to your own brilliance. No, I always I always look at it if I'm not absolutely sure that I dreamed it up, which is hard to do because I dream up a lot of stuff. So I, I throw a lot of stuff away out of fear. But I've got one right here. Okay. Now, this is a piece of notepad paper. It says, and it says, NYC 11 a.m. recorder, cancel TV. That's the top of the note. So I don't know what that means. Well, that was part, of your, the, part of your New York City trip, right? This is from months ago, oh, okay. maybe. All right. And I don't cancel that. I mean, I, last time I canceled TV was when I had DirecTV. And people out there, if you have DirecTV or the Dish Network and you're going to go on vacation, you can cut the service off for like a month or 90 days and you won't, get, you won't have to pay. <laughs> and they'll put it right back on. You can actually give them the date you want it off and the date you want it on and they do it automatically. It's great. Oh, they should have a way to do anyway, that on the website. That's even better. It would be good. Now, 
so here's the quote. So I had and this in a different pen. It says, when it comes to politics, the Internet is like cocaine. <laughs> now, so, I don't know whether I said that if it's my comment or somebody else said it and I thought it was clever. When it comes you know to I mean? politics, the Internet is like cocaine. Yeah. Huh. So I don't know. Is that mine? I'm not sure. Did somebody say it? I can't tell. I know I didn't say it. Uh, let's see what else we got. It's a good, it's a good phrase. Who's skyping um, you, man? I can hear it in the background. Uh, here, let me just tell him to stop. Yeah. Say, excuse me. Stop <laughs> doing. Stop doing podcast that. <laughs> now, sorry. <laughs> All right. Right. Uh, let's see another thing. Let's see what else we got. Here's some other notes: uh, Trojans, worms, and spyware. Fortune of malicious uh, for, future of malicious code. Michael Upslow. Did some guy write that? Is it a book I should read? Michael. I'm not sure. Future. And then it says Elsevier, which indicates a publisher. Yeah, it's a Dutch publisher, or formerly Dutch and, publisher. Well, they're all over the place now. This is PC fighting spyware Megazi magazine. <laughs> PC Fighting Spyware Magazine, Ed Editor. Tice. No, it's, it doesn't say. Well, maybe, yeah. Editor Neil Rubin King. TOC, Table of Contents. I don't know what that's all about. O'Reilly, PC Structure, Species, Species, Taxonomy. I mean, these are kind of. This is, uh, this is so useless. It's unbelievable. Now, I, you know what? I, I'm pretty sure you, you did write the, the cocaine quote because all of this stuff is totally done when you're high. There's no doubt about it. I, I, I'm not high. That's the joke of it. <laughs> I mean, if I was in college and I was doing this, I would think, well, yeah, this is typical, you know, your college, college is, you know, you're, you know, imbibing, and the next thing you know, you're writing down stupid things. I'm not high. I don't use drugs at all. Um, I usually don't take notes if I'm drinking. It's just ridiculous. Of course, that could account for the bad handwriting. <laughs> Anticlimactic anti leopard. Well, Cat that the, of the... Oh, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Cat of the what? Cat of the bag. Mm, so clearly something about Apple's leopard, anticlimactic, and then you were kind of thinking of some, some angle on it. Maybe it's just cat out of the bag. I'm not sure. But then the next line is Neanderthals redheads. Huh. Apparently Neanderthals were redheads. Interesting. Which makes you wonder. You know that in, yeah, the, in, was... in the UK, um, the gingers, as they call them here, are... Um, are, are, are actually discriminated against, and people are always making jokes about people who are ginger, and uh, and they treat them almost like you know, well, you know, everything's great about you, but man, you're ginger. And I was thinking maybe that does date back to uh, Neanderthal days. Well, I, I think in England it's it's because there's so many redheaded Irish and Scottish Scottish women that uh, they just the hatred of the Irish and the Scots seems to be more likely in that case. Uh, I mean, the British are extremely uh, bigoted towards all kinds of people. The French, of course, at the top of the list. Ah, wait, 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 wait. Stop right there. Listen to this. Hey, Adam, this is uh, Arnaud, the uh, lady Frenchman. No, actually, uh, I'm not the, the, the other uh, French uh, caller. I'm the uh, Silicon Valley Frogs uh, podcaster, although I haven't casted in a while. Anyway, I was listening to... Um, you know what I'm calling about. Come on. You know what I'm calling about. I was listening to you and John C. Dvorak on uh, No Agenda. And um, I know you don't mean any harm when you call the French uh, lazy. Um, although, I think in that department, um, you know, there are a, a few others who might have us beaten there. Um, just to get back on the French economy, it's true that the French economy... Uh, you know, it has its ups and downs. Right now, uh, if you compare it with the uh, U.S. economy, I guess it's pretty much a tie. Ah, he's boring me now. That's our new. <laughs> yeah, that was, he could have, you got to tighten those up. Yeah. Uh, there's a good program out there for everybody called Audacity. <laughs> yeah, what I'm lacking is something called Time. Ah, well, I don't blame you there. I'm okay, so here's sorry. Okay, let's go back to these, some of these notes, see if we can come up with anything. Domino's Pizza, XX Pimp, we're not going to use it tomorrow. Oh, I know what that was from. That's uh, when you were trying to uh, get hookers to audition for Textra. 
I don't think so. But okay. <laughs> Are you denying that you tried to camp, get hookers to audition for Textra? Are you denying this, no, John we're C. Looking for, we're, we're looking for strippers. Oh, I'm sorry. Not hookers. Uh, There's uh, a big difference. There, no, you're right. There's a big difference. Big difference. And, you know, the strippers are the ones with the heart of gold. The hookers are not necessarily. <laughs> All right. Uh, Philly you're, wife. You're I, reliably informed. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Uh-huh. Uh, Philly Wi-Fi. Talk to a blonde f- something. Yahoo 415 d- DLUS 140 watching weekly. 140 weekly. Okay. So that was Cla- the, that's about something, some show Yahoo is doing. Maybe. Oh, yeah, it could be. Cla- claims the profits, the handful, the hand something or the handoff newspapers in the digital age. I, age, I don't, I think it was a book title. I, I do write down book titles too because I'm always thinking, hey, there's a book I should do. And then once I write the book title down, then I don't have to do the book. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have to uh, do the book? Well, because I've already come up with the title. So I figured the, book, the work is all done. I can mean, you, I just, it's just, it's a, can you I have make a any list money of things off of books, John? Is there any money in that? Yeah, I, I actually, I, I make money off of books. Hmm. Um, I need to do. I need to finish some books nowadays. It's my problem. Right. I'm getting. Uh, but is it worth the uh, effort? Uh, it's a. It's a good exercise. Right. Most of the, most books are not worth the effort. I would say, and I try not to do those types of books. Hmm. Um, Divix Juggernaut shutdown button breakthrough triggering mechanism of thought. It's a pretty good one. Cool. I think that's one of my little quotes i wanted to say about something self-communication self in quotes now i wrote this down i don't know what this means in quotes self then that's the end of the quote just the word self self-communication of blogs what does that mean i mean maybe you're talking to yourself when you're blogging i guess or maybe that um blog that uh, the actual um technical infrastructure talks to other blogs something like that and i got blog as evidence against you well, sure. Which I think is, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Now, here's one of these quotes again. This time, I'm absolutely sure I didn't say it. I think some admiral did, and I wrote it down for some reason. I don't know why I bother writing it down. What am I going to do with it? I will not allow a network computerized system on this ship while I'm in command. <laughs> wow, that was probably the story about uh, the seven seven eight seven. I think, the Dreamliner, and that... Uh, there was a question whether uh, passengers using the Wi-Fi network would be able to hack into the plane's computer system. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a rela- – yeah, maybe. Hey, this is that a good game. I, I, I'm into this. This is pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Okay, this one you'll never get anything out of. And I, can't, I don't get it myself. What am I doing? Primers. <laughs> we ask ourselves there's that all a, the time. Just a list of words. Primers. Sarah with an H. Dallas, last show, Team SK, three arrows coming from those words, and two of them going nowhere, one going to a blank line, and one pointing to 1976. Then two, it says two, a word I can't read, it says C-L-U-S-N, four, Korean, then a boxed word, like I'm in Hollywood, says gamer with an arrow pointing to M-F-A-B. And then under that is the letters M-A-F-V-P circled. And then at the very bottom of the same page is Team Sport Cost Network. How often do you and your wife have sex? <laughs> Apparently not enough. <laughs> I mean, it just seems to me, am I just re- maybe I'm, we're having sex while I'm writing these notes. I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> That's pretty sad because I bet you there's some good shit in there. <laughs> You know, there's lots of... But the problem is I produce too much material. Well, so that's really uh, what... I mean, clearly we have a lot of horsepower and processing on, on these laptops. I mean, that, that's really... Somehow we should be able to create an interface that you can use the way you're using that, that notepad. And then it can actually help you retrieve the information. Or that you can link to... I don't know. It just feels like there's, there's got to be a, a different type, type of input. You know, I think I a lot of people through- live this way. 
I, I have, you know, the reason I write so many columns and I try to do so much work is because I got to get these things out of my system. Otherwise, they clog you up. Mm. And I actually, you know, believe that. Now, so I'm writing down stuff all the time. And the I used at one time, I tried using one of those recorders, you know, note to self, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, that's annoying. I mean, everybody thinks you're an asshole for doing that. Yeah. So I don't do it. Yeah, I have a million so to do lists everywhere, too, that, that never get done. Right. Now, I just want to, I don't want to do this for the whole show, but I'm going to do one more uh, one more list. And that I'm this is not much on this one page, but it's the same thing. It says security and then there's the word Roger. It looks like Roger. And then the word then un, and that's underlined and then next uh, there's another underlined two words Microsoft and then there's a, like just a scribble but I think it says pager. Maybe this is all pager. Security pager, Microsoft pager, Cisco pager. Right. All those are underlined. And then the word Oracle not underlined. And then the words download new camera, and that's boxed. Mm. Download so, new camera. Yeah, it's got a nice sound to it. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> Anyway, that's it. But this is the this is what you know is being taken for stream of consciousness. It's just nuts. Anyway, so I run into these notebooks if they're not fresh and they're these old ones. It's just like, why did I even bother writing anything down? You know, when I'm going through the supermarket and uh, and, you know they have that uh, stationary section, I have a hard time passing by without picking up a notebook. You know what I mean? Like a nice fresh, uh, th- you know, crackly white notebook that I can, you know, write stuff in, and I fill it up, and you know, I've got them somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if I do anything with them. Well, I mean, they may be auctionable, you know, if you become more famous. But you know, generally speaking, I rip the pages out of these things and throw them out, and I just shake my head, thinking I probably lost a lot of good material. Uh, I mean, I could. There's material here that's just disappearing left and right. Mm. And, and, and what I don't get, and I think, you know, is it, maybe I should get uh, seek counseling, but what I don't get is why <laughs> I why I can't talk myself into doing the extra, take, taking the extra step and writing the person's name down next to the phone number that I write down or writing oh, a little yeah. more detail well, yeah, or trying uh, to be. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Yeah, or trying to be neat so you can read your own writing. Well, that's a block. Uh, that, 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 that's a block in itself. That's a, that's a mental block, and uh, we can get you counseling for that. I know exactly I, who I, can help you. Oh, good. So uh, it would be useful because it's like it's, be, it's getting on my nerves. But, well, you know, this has been going on forever. But you're doing it yourself. I mean, that's the easy thing. You can change that. You just do it. But you clearly, yeah, you know, it's, this, a, it's a self-importance thing. You think you're, you're too important. <laughs> I'm too important for my own information. Yeah, exactly. Own exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Occasionally. Anyway, so that's kind of my complaint, but that's the uh That's a real stream of consciousness. Know. It has nothing to do with this program. Well, true. Well, or 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 it does. Did you or hear about our um, Did you hear about our crash here at Heathrow? Yeah, no, that's been in the news here quite extensively. I guess some uh, some wire broke or a cable didn't or something didn't communicate, and the guy couldn't gun it when he had to. I think isn't that a fly by wire uh, newer seven forty seven or what it's was a, it? Tell yeah, us? it's a it's a triple seven. I, I talked a little bit about the preliminary. Uh, you know, it was so infuriating, John, to sit here and you know finally I, I hate to say it, but finally something on the news I really know something about. I really know about flying. I know about Heathrow. I, I, I know all of these different things. I have not flown a 777, but there's a lot of stuff that I do know. The first 48 hours was so frustrating to see them just rolling out, you know, bozo after bozo, uh, you know, eyewitnesses who, of course, you know, have, have very limited useful information, you know, just con- constant live shots. I'm like, please get some fucking experts on. And... Uh, now they have, and now I have to say the coverage is, is excellent, and part of that is because the AAIB, the Aircraft Accident Investigation Bureau, um, they, well, they promised a preliminary report in 25 days, which is uh, quite fast, certainly if you compare it to the uh, NTSB, but they also released a, uh, you know, um, kind of like a pre-report, which was really quite, quite good and quite helpful. Um, because the first question, there's really only two things. Pilots are real simple. There's only two things that can, that can cause this to happen. Pilot error or maintenance. I mean, those are the two things. 
right? Because because other this is you know or some catastrophic wrong part. But even that is attributable to maintenance because maintenance should have caught it. That's essentially the way exactly. it works. So you right. can't say weather. No, then the pilot. It's pilot error. He should not have been flying. You know th- that's and that's how the reports are written too. So uh, you know what the the news is doing is you know everyone's you know lauding the crew and how fantastic and and I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but what they're, you know, what they're not really reporting on is, you know, excuse me, this is a triple seven. It only has two engines. You know, if you've ever flown on one of these, John, these these engines are massive. They're like five times the size of, of what. Yeah, uh, no, I've been in them numerous times. Right. It is indeed, as far as I know, the only aircraft of this size that is fly by wire. Meaning, uh, you, you're not actually when you pull back on the control, uh, on the yoke, you're not actually mechanically connected with the ailerons. Um, I think the big, I think the big Airbus 340 is also fly. Oh, that, by you're wire. right. It's also fly by wire. Correct. That has the joystick on the side. Um, right. So everything is issuing a command to um, basically servos, and so too the throttle, and that's connected to something called the FADEC, which is the fully authorized digital engine uh, controller. So essentially. Uh, when you're moving the uh, the throttle controls, the FADEC is is doing all is is probably compensating and doing all kinds of work and and making most efficient use of uh, uh, of the command on the engines. So on final approach, they're two miles out at 600 feet, and uh, they're on autopilot. So it's an an autopilot landing, uh, which is quite normal and probably around 300 feet. They'd still disengage and land it by hand, even though on, on this plane, I believe it can completely land itself without, uh, you know, completely on autopilot. So it also has uh, auto throttle engaged, obviously. And um, the co-pilot is actually uh, doing the landing, which is quite normal. Uh, you know, these guys, they switch off. They're coming in from Beijing. So it was just this guy's turn to land. Um, and the um, there's not there's not a lot of wind. And the plane, you know, when, and when you're coming down, essentially, um, you're using pitch. So your nose up or down is for your speed. It's kind of reverse when you think about it. And you're using the throttle for height because you're configured completely different. You know, if you've ever seen a, a big plane come in, you see the nose is actually up. It's not down. Right? Yeah, except for a B-52. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, and so... B-52s have, you know, go ahead. So the uh, so the plane starts to dip a little bit blide, below the glide path, and then the uh, auto throttle tries to rev the engines up a little bit. Engines are actually almost at idle when you're landing. You know, a lot of people don't, depending on the conditions, but they they can almost be off uh, in some circumstances. Uh, and so the throttle levers uh, will also automatically move forward, but there's the engines don't respond, and so from what I've read in the report, then they tried manually to, to ram the, uh, the throttle levers forward, still no response from the engines. At this point, they're below the glide path. And indeed where he landed is very consistent where, where, where they first impact is very consistent with losing power on final approach. And, uh, I think the only thing just looking at it is he, he might have done a better job with, with actually, you know, Having the, the the wheels break off might not have necessarily have to have happened, but again, pilots are real simple. So there's only two types of landing. You know, you've got a good landing if everyone walks away, and if the aircraft is reusable, that's a great landing. So, and uh, right now, I would not step into a triple seven at all. They have not issued any kind of warning, but I'm telling you, something's fucked up with that airplane. Well. Uh, I wouldn't get into one until they fixed that, whatever the problem is. I, but, you know, they usually ground them in the U.S. when something weird like that happens. Which is the story, and, and no one's reporting on that. All they're talking about is the crew. You know, it's like, excuse me, don't let people fly. You know, not on these planes right now. You sh- they should ground the fleet, I think. Well, this is interesting. I just got a memo. So, uh, uh, this apparent, you know, we have, <laughs> our Natalie seems to just like to get her, um, her uh, announcement, uh, my stepson just sent me this from Valleywag. Quote, also, John Dvorak told me not to say my age on Textra because I was getting too close to 30. I don't have a complex about turning 30, and I'm not about to let <laughs> that cranky geek give me one. I'll be 30 in eight months. John, so there. I told you she didn't like you. <laughs> you didn't believe me, did you? 
I didn't care whether she was turning thirty. I didn't. She, I actually why didn't does think she, she was Why that does she old. do that? That's so. That's so lame. I don't know. She has a. Um, uh, I don't know. She's going to get. It. Of course, now unfortunately, she should know better as a writer because writers are. You know, t- you know when you're in, when you slam someone who's a writer. Yeah, you know uh, you're, you're, you're going to get it back. It could be years later. You're going to get it back. Yeah. Usually, you know, in, in spades, and you ha- and you have to be able to put up with the return fire. Yeah. Because I've done it numerous times, and I've gotten blasted. And I, you know, sometimes you wait like a year or two, and then something all of a sudden you get this, you get hit by something, and you know exactly because you've been waiting why it's why you're getting this this this. <laughs> Lamb. Yeah, 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 you guys so, are like elephants. Uh, <laughs> so, so I guess I'll have to now. Geez, so now I guess I have to do something. Well, where, where did she? Uh, where, I'm looking at Valley Wag. I don't see that. Here, let me just send you this link. Um, okay. It just apparently just came out. That's funny. But you know, uh, how did just, how did Valley Wag know about Becky? No, I didn't tell him. So how did they know that? How did they know that at all? Uh, there's probably about five people who knew. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh. I didn't even know they knew. I, I mean, you just, there, I just found was, out about no, there was right a, now. You no, know. they had a posting, uh, maybe, uh, it was a weird time. It was like around, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. So it was still fresh in the new year. A lot of other shit going on. And they posted, you know, Becky Worley, uh, to be, uh, uh, the new host of Textra. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I'm sure I could track it. Well, don't, well, don't but, tell uh, anyone. Whatever you yeah, do. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know there's a couple crew guys there they could have overheard i mean you know i don't know who knows they were you know they were shooting her so i mean yeah, somebody could have been and, and they were shooting it in south park no less right where there's all the dot-com people <laughs> exactly. so it could have been anybody oh this is a good one john wow the uh yeah they gave her a big write-up We'll, we'll put a link on the curry.com site to this particular post. I don't think so. You can p- go put that on Dvorak.org slash blog. Yeah, okay, I'll put it on I'm not giving this, I'm, not, I'm not giving this one any love. Uh, Bubba can put she it says, on I Cage accept match. It. This is actually quite funny. I mean, I don't know what she's thinking. Uh, she's talking about her, her, her uh, appearance. I mean, this is a whole thing about her appearance. So it's kind of carried away. Um Editor's note, Natalie and I are at Moose's for her going away party. Join us. When was this? Is this an old poster? It says Friday, January 18th. It must have been this Friday, which we missed. Anyway, what's the title of the post? So long and thanks for all the fashion advice. Oh, yeah, I got it. And then she's like just a straight, it's like she posted this. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Men don't take me seriously because I'm pretty. That's so much. That's, that's pretty, bullshit. I can't imagine a more boring sediment. I will say this: since transitioning from print to video, she hasn't transitioned really. I do receive just as many viewer emails about my hair, makeup, and clothes as I do about tech news. "Quote: The lipstick you wore in episode 104 was not your color." <laughs> okay, so what? John Dvorak said not to blah blah blah. I don't take comments about my appearance too seriously. But I do find them amusing. I've thought about my tech community has such strong opinions about what I should look like. And I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I accept all this, but I'm going to wear red lipstick from time to time. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't <laughs> go anywhere. I'm heading to New York. It's like a Twitter thing. I mean, what is this? She should just have a Twitter account and put this. I'm heading to New York on Monday. I'm sure she does Twitter. I'm sure she has a Twitter. I, you know, yeah, I, I look at her. Um, she has a... I'm subscribed to her weblog, and uh, she also has a, a Flickr stream, which is very entertaining. I think she forgets that oh, pe- people, people can subscribe to it. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Let me see if I find so, and follow. Do you have a Twitter, John? No, I yeah. can't. I don't have, you, talk, you, know, you said yourself I haven't got time to do this stuff. I don't either, but I, don't really, I, I have a I have a Twitter th- account, and I, once in a while. Yeah, I but that why, I mean, what? So you can subscribe to other people's feeds, not for your. You're not twittering. Um, well, I use it kind of. Sometimes it's just um, it's a way to get something out. I will use it maybe once every two or three weeks. Sure. And I got oh, uh, here, a I'm, couple thousand followers. I have followers. Come to me. So put on your eye shades and put on your earplugs. You know where to put the cork. My name is Tommy, and I'm so glad that you're here. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be. Um, 
So uh, there's uh, now my I have to <laughs> my stepson sending me more weird stuff. Uh, a valley wag apparently there is a, something about sex columnist. Oh, this is the sex columnist who touched Steve Jobs. Oh, this uh, is Violet Blue story. Yeah, uh, you know. I guess I get. I guess a million guys uh, 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 taped it, or you know, shot it off their little recorders. And, don't even so insult. All, don't even insult me with this story. This is so stupid. Yeah, I think so too. That's stupid. I've requested. Uh, I, oh, you can't just follow Natalie. You have to uh, request it. Uh, I've requested. Oh, you mean for her Twitter? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, you could privatize you, that. Just, why don't you just request it? I did. Uh, I did. Of course, oh, okay. I requested it. I'm not nuts. She probably doesn't do that much posting. I don't get the impression that she's that much of an active uh, Twitterer, blogger kind of thing. I mean, you there are people you run into and you find out that they have a Twitter thing. They're Twittering everything. Uh, you know, I went here, I did this, I did that. I went to the store, I went to the, I got in the car, I drove around the block, I got pulled over by a cop, and I you know, blah 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 blah. And it just goes on and on and on. It's like, gee, I mean, how much? I think it's a lot of nervous energy going into these things. Well, I do like the, the... There is something reverse about it that I like. So, it's kind of like a chat room, except instead of muting people, you can turn people on. It, it's a... You know, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's a little reverse. No, it's a total... So. You're right. It's, exact, it's an exact chat room a style of, of, of chit-chat. Yeah, but, you know, but the control of. is different. The way, the way you access the, the information... Well, first of all, that's fundamentally different because, you know, you can get it through SMS and through, you know, IM and a whole bunch of different ways. So in that way, it's kind of ubiquitous like email. I kind of like that. Um, but, but uh, well, yeah, it's I'll, not as I'll follow people. It's not as interactive as a chat room. Well, yeah, but you can do, you can do uh, if you use the at sign, then you can send a message to someone and it shows up specifically at that per- on that person's doorstep. Oh, yeah, okay. there, there are some tricks in there. You, you should look into it, John, because I, I think you might be surprised. There is something there that is, I think, a basis of something. It's not what it is now, but there is a concept that I'm liking. I have to admit, I do like it. Don't just brush okay, it off. Well, it's not just a chat room. It's not. No, I mean, I okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I, I don't, you know, I know that the guy who did it, Evhead, and the... Uh, you know the people who are backing it. There seem to be a lot of guys who have a lot. They they, they are forward thinkers, mm-hmm. and I mean even Dave Weiner, uh, your pal, Dave told loves me it. that uh, he loves it. He loves it. Yeah, and he seems to. You know, he's a cutting edge guy, for sure. So uh, yeah, I, um, and he's been posting about it a lot recently, and uh, I don't just brush that off. You know, it is freaky right <laughs> now. I mean, I'm sure it's twenty thousand people who are. Just freaky like that. You know, Jason Calacanis is one of those guys. You know, like, having dim sum, you know, thinking up by, about buying a Tesla. <laughs> uh, Mahalo rules. <laughs> I'm flying back to L.A. now. You know, that's literally... Well, I'm also reminded of there's something I, I've never really warmed up to, and I see a lot of people that do this. You know, they have their, uh, and you know, you're talking about my note-taking and the sense of self-importance. But I'm not one of those guys who puts down my schedule on the blogs. Of course, I don't do that much, generally speaking. But the, but I know a lot of people that said, here's what I'm doing for the next three, six months. I'm speaking here, and I'm at a big conference over here, and I'm going here, and I'm going there, and I'm going to this important event well, and that important event. Well, you know who else does that very effectively on their uh, on their weblogs escorts they always have what town they're visiting and the dates and where they're going to be and i think it's a really good thing why yeah so you can coordinate what are you talking about why <laughs> you know it's just a different line of business what's the difference between an escort and jason calacanis well i don't think that's a good example okay I was so, stretching uh, a bit, but the uh, there might not be a difference between those two. The not that I'm anyway. So um, oh, be no, brave. Just, you know, oh, be brave why, and have what, an opinion, John. Be brave. I don't see why I why anybody or you know just when I see one of these things, I know people that do this, and I see them. Here's my schedule, and here's what I'm doing. And it's always a bunch of 
crap anyway. And who's reading these blogs? I mean, they have a few people that aren't, you know, if I'm going to be in Basel, Switzerland, you know, how many people would read my blog that are that would be in Basel, Switzerland for anything? Well, Basel, uh, uh, what's the name of the, the Brit from Basel? He listens to my show. He actually lives you have there, a guy John. From in Basel, Basel you have, yeah, the Brit in Basel. The Brit in Basel? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want him coming up to you? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello, Adam. How you doing, <laughs> mate? <laughs> well, but you know what? So can you give me three names of people who do that? Give me three names. I'll give you. I mean, we're off the top of my head, and Esther Dyson does it. Uh, Larry, uh, uh, our friend Larry at the uh, uh, Creative Commons. I don't know why I can't think of Lessing, his last name. Larry Lessig. 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 Larry Lessig. Uh, Esther Dyson does it, uh, and I think uh, John Perry Barlow does it. Okay, so so let me let me just say let me just say, Esther Dyson. I subscribe to her. uh, She has a couple feeds, and she also has a Flickr feed. And I got to tell you, um, I enjoy it. I think it's it's uh, it helps me keep up with what Esther Dyson is doing. And invariably, our paths will cross one day, and it'll, it'll be for a reason. But I'm sure this will have something to do with it. And and I do find what she does is quite interesting. You know, she has one day she's uh, well, she had a whole stream of pictures. She was. Uh, uh, investing in uh, some very light jet companies. Of course, that interested me. She has a, an obsession for swimming pools, so every hotel she stays at, she takes a picture of the swimming pool. I just got to say, I like that coming from her. I, I, I think it actually adds to her uh, business uh, relevance. Just give her a call. <laughs> she once came on to me at uh, what's it, the PC Forum, I think it was, um, I just started my company. So this was 95, I think. 95, 96. Maybe I was still at MTV. Somewhere really smack in the middle of the 90s. And she invited me to come out to PC Forum. That's in, uh, uh, where the hell is it, John? Arizona. It's all over. She moves to Jersey in Arizona, yeah. Yeah, I was in Arizona. And uh, and I came in uh, a little bit later on in the evening, say maybe around nine o'clock. And they and you know they always have like a big welcoming party. This was kind of in like you know the ramp up to the to the dot com. Everyone was joyous. And there were VCs everywhere, and I had never really witnessed anything like this. And she was a little uh, inebriated, and she was really coming on to me. It was kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was a little maybe she's just hoping that she, you know she's going to fall over. She had someone to grab. Well, the reason why uh, is I was like I was kind of getting turned on by her. That was the kind of the weird part about it. No, well, maybe she sensed it. No, nah, it could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've known Esther for years, and you know she's a fine person. Uh, I, I got by one time I accidentally. <laughs> Will you do my accident. eulogy, John? Please, I, I can't. That would be fantastic. I've known Adam for years, and he's a fine person. Cakes over yeah, on the right, coffee on the left. <laughs> so I ran into her sit one of her I don't know how many kids she or actually I met her dad who was really a charming guy um the famous physicist Oh that's and right yeah, that, yeah he's super famous Freeman right. Freeman right. yeah right. nice guy uh funny sense of humor as a character and a very small man and um then one time I met I don't know how many other she's got brothers and sisters. I never kept up. You know, I'm like one of those. Did, you know, my wife's always saying, "Did you ask her? Ask her about the baby? Did you see? You know, I no, I don't. You know, I don't pl- pry. <laughs> right. I don't. Uh, you know, basically, uh, I'm self-centered, and that's about the end of it. We all know that. So I met. <laughs> so I met her, one of her sisters or her sister, who's a nurse. And she's actually so different for the rest of everybody else. Everybody's a bunch of intellectuals in the family. She's just like perky blonde. It was like really? that's. Yeah, it's totally off the wall. Is she hot? Uh, if I remember right, she's quite attractive. She may be the best-looking person in the family. Wow, what's her name? I don't remember. Uh, I mean, I can't even well, remember maybe, my own Maybe name. Google could remember, John. Let's see. Esther... Actually, Wikipedia probably has it Dyson's in there, maybe, or sister. Google I, might have I'm it. I'm not going to go to Wikipedia Esther Dyson's first. sister. Yeah, Esther anyway, Dyson's sister. Esther Dyson's sister would probably be in there. You don't like the Wikipedia? Whenever there's stuff there that I know something about, it's usually not right. I, but I do. I, I do. Uh, it's I find that the with third the history. Thing, the third thing I'll go to. I, I, you know, I find that kind of inaccuracy with the History Channel. You know, I have a degree in history, 
And I'm still an amateur historian, and I read a lot of, you know, stuff. Yeah. And the History Channel is often, what the, where did they get this? Yeah. Well, this is, this is what I'm saying. It's like whenever there's something on television about Amsterdam, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, that wasn't really a representation of what Amsterdam is like. Uh, you know, and, and it's like whenever there's something you know something about, it turns out that the, te- the magic box is wrong. So it must be wrong about the other stuff, too. Well, that's what you have to assume. You got to. Sister. Let me see. No, sister. Uh, I can't find it. Yeah. Well, she's, you know, not well publicized, I suppose. Maybe I should try Esther Dyson's. Hold on. Esther. E-S-T-H-E-R. Esther Dyson's hot sister. Maybe that'll... <laughs> let, me see, let me see if I get any better results yeah. from... We're getting Google. a note from Esther tomorrow. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this show. No, I'm sure she doesn't. Uh, In fact, uh, I don't think anybody who's important actually listens to this show. Mostly people who are bored. Yeah, I think you're right. But there's more of them. That's the good news. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of them. And there is occasional winners out there. I mean, all the notes we get from people seem to be important people. Yeah, that is. Vice presidents of finance and all kinds of other characters. Who was that, the vice president of finance? I got a vice president of finance from some guy. Really? I missed that. I got some other voice comments, but now I'm afraid to play them because they're probably too long. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we should. I don't know if we should play him. I don't know. You know. Well, I know if, there, if you get one that's a real winner, make a note and then play it. You know, <laughs> next show. I have this note with like squiggle, squiggle, line, arrow. Uh, <laughs> I can't figure out which one is good anymore. But there is this. Um, you know, I find that the I like the Washington Post. I've become really choosy because of the, you know all the stuff that we're talking about. I, I you know I I don't just read something from the BBC. If I have a choice, like on Google News, if I see that there's a story that the Washington Post is covering it, I'll select them first. Um, they feel a lot more real to me. How, it, what would you say about them, John? I like the Washington Post. Yeah. To, to me, I think they do a really good job. They're credible. They don't have, you know, they're, they're not uh, so, uh, I mean, I think the people at the New York Times are uh, under a lot of pressure from all the, you know, scammers that have worked there. and. Yeah. The, and the kind of orientation now toward more soft stories and, you know, features and boring things. And the Washington Post seems to still be kind of hardline. And I think uh, you, they, you, they do a lot of good material there. You know what's happening with me is now that, and I know it's, it's, it's just coming with age and uh, just more years under my belt. But I'm, 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 a, I'm kind of a kid in between generations, uh, in between today's generation and your generation, if I can just put it kind of that way. And... So, you know, I, I grew up with newspapers, but then it, it quickly changed to something else, and I kind of, you know, rode along on the transition. But I'm really valuing now uh, understanding how full of shit most of, you know, the news is. And I'm really going out of my way. And this is only something in the past couple of years. I'm really going out of my way. It's like, I, I, you know, I'm not going to pick up any paper. It's going to be the Financial Times. Or, you know, it's gonna, I'm going to look at the Washington Post. And it's really become important to me. And, and I hope other people turn on to this because, for me, of course, it's too late. And, you know, I can't change you the might world well anymore. Men- yeah, and I, you know, I can't disagree with any of that. But you should also mention The Economist. I think that's an outstanding publication that seems to get it together. I'll have to pick that up because I, I have, honestly, I just haven't read that. What I like about the, the Financial Times, you know, they have the, um, I guess it's the, what do you call that section that, that no one that there's no byline it's usually but it's from the editor or from the paper or from the publisher what do you call that part the op-ed page it's not, it's not, not op-ed it's it just like editorials oh, i don't know uh well anyway so it has the financial News times logo after it doesn't matter but here's their slogan without fear and without favor and i like that like fuck yeah and that's how they write yeah. without fear without favor i like it you should read the economist then because i think you'd enjoy it I shall. Anyway, so this uh, is from the Washington Post. Uh, it's a story about how hackers, and this is just from today, uh, how hackers uh, have gained access to the power grids of uh, several countries and have extorted money, and in fact, in several uh, instances, have actually turned off the power in the entire country. And uh, this came out uh, at a, uh, like a security conference for utility companies and a CIA analyst told this story and it turns out that you know most people didn't know about this and this is going to be big I think this is a huge story 
Yeah, I know, and it's breaking now. I'm familiar with this story. And uh, it's, it's, I'd like to get a little deeper into it because I'd like to find out what exactly these power companies doing that leaves them so vulnerable. Well, for, you know, I'm thinking I, I, we can certainly trace which countries, and I have a feeling that the Netherlands might be one of them. So I'm, 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 I'm going to see if, if there's anything to that because we might be able to get any deeper. But uh, this is just... Man, you know, this is just, the I think, the tip of the iceberg of, of security of systems. This is happening all over the place, of course, not just with utilities. Well, you know, there seems to be, when, you, when I see these kinds of stories out of the blue, and I know hackers do a lot of stuff, but every once in a while when I'm starting to see it's focused, focused attention on something that's a security issue, I'm always thinking there's some security company behind it saying, look, we got some software, we got some uh-huh. encryption stuff, nobody's using it, we can make a lot of money, let's shut down, you know, some podunk country in Africa, just shut them down from a distance, and then, you know, extort them if we can, but whatever the case is, bring it to the attention of everybody so we can sell some more products. So your theory here, which I like and, and, uh, and of course, you know, am all over, is not very unlike my theory about the drug companies releasing viruses into the air to sell cold medicine. Yeah, it's the same sick thinking. So is it just sick thinking or is it a reality? Well, you can buy the book in the foyer as Adam and John explain all the secrets of the great conspiracy. A book of great conspiracies. I mean, there's a lot of them. I think there's enough of material on the net that you could probably put together an interesting book. But you'd have to do it. The problem with these kinds of theories is you can't over... You, know, you can't overhype them because you sound like a complete maniac if you know everything. You, every time you turn around, there's somebody you know, trying to uh, do something sneaky. But the fact of the matter is business in general does a lot of sneaky stuff. I mean, just to be in business, you have to do some sneaky things once in a while. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, the days... In fact, it was like the uh, Jokers and Gizmodo that were turning off monitors at right, CES. Right, right. Or some years ago when the IBM had its warp out and they says crash proof steve balmer like one of the executives at microsoft had a disc and he would go into the ibm booth and put the disc and crash these machines i mean this is kind of like low you know like a like um low level thing seems to me (laughs) i have a word there's a word i'm trying to come up with that explains petty petty uh childish uh, infantile it was actually it was effective it got a lot of publicity it was actually but it was a sneaky thing it was not a what i would call legitimate business practice and and neither would be shutting down one of these power grids and i could see somebody doing it yeah i'd have to agree but that's not the i don't think that's a very interesting book to write i'm sure we could write something more interesting well I got my notepad out. <laughs> we can come up with a title. Uh, oh, because if, if we have the title, then we don't have to write it. Is that the, the process? It, it seems to, it, that, that seems to be the current process I'm working with. Uh, excellent. <laughs> the triggering up. mechanism of thought. Anyway. Uh, that's, uh, that's deep, man. That may be a bit too deep for me. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't even get it. That's how deep it is. Uh, I, th- I think my wife is downloading porn again. The Skype connection's getting a little crunchy. So we got anything else for this week to, to uh, regale our uh, fan base with? I don't know, man. I, you know, um, I think we kind of covered it. Uh, in fact, I think most people probably dropped off after I told them uh, I got turned on by Esther Dyson. So. <laughs> Think we're uh, yeah, I, maybe I think you know I would perk. I think a lot of people may have perked up. Wow, it's <laughs> kind of odd. Always good talking with you, John. Always a pleasure. And uh, with that, we wrap it up, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, next week, presumably from the same locations. But you never know. In the United Kingdom, I'm Adam Curry, and in sunny Northern California on a very warm day, I'm John C. Dvorak, and we'll talk to you again next week on No Agenda.